besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. And it's been a big show and it's about to get bigger. All thanks to Hungry Jack's Try Better Barista Coffee and Play. Uno, one in four wins instantly only at Hungry Jack's. Did I say it right Mate. at that time? Mate. Uno. You've been butchering Brian Gorgian's name all day. The greatest coach to do it in Australia, especially for basketball. It's Uno, not Uno, you know. I'm going to get this guy's name right. Adam Simpson joins us on the show. Good day, Simo. How are you, mate? Oh, good evening, boys. Actually got a bit of a scratchy throat. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Don't tell me. Oh, no, Simo. Surely not. <laughs> Go to the next level. But anyway, well, um, I think it's just been screaming too much in the last few days. That is good to hear. Now, before we get into shop, uh, what about some of the greatest coaches? And we've had Alistair Clark. So we've been talking about the greatest coaching in Australian sport on the back of Brian Gorgian, who has stood down today. You worked with Alistair Clarks, and What stood out for him? And then once you talk about him, I want to get to your coach in Dennis Pagan because he's been quite quirky across his time. Oh, I think we've all got quirks. Um, yeah, I, I, I suppose reading the room and what do the players need to hear and then then there's the um, you've lost complete control and you just go off. <laughs> so I've, <laughs> um, I've seen Clarko and Pago do the latter uh, a lot. Um, but there's always follow-up and there's always um, method behind the madness, I suppose. So the best coaches don't just fly off the handle. I think they do it with a motive behind it. So, yeah, I've definitely heard a fair share from Clarko and, and from Dennis. That came out with Brian Gorgian. I'm not sure if you saw the footage, but in a timeout, he dropped a few bombs with his language, but it was strong, but there was a care, and you could see that it meant something. It had a real big impact. So it's funny that you say that, that the great ones have that ability to do that. What about when Dennis Pagan won the Victorian Derby as a horse trainer? What did the boys <laughs> think of that, given he coached you guys so well for a long period of time? Oh, hey, I wish I could say I've been thinking about that for weeks. <laughs> It's not on the top of my agenda at the moment, mate. But I do remember giving him a text and congratulating him. And, um, you know, he looked very emotional at the time and perhaps a little bit more of an individual pursuit, that one, as opposed to when he tried to motivate the players and manage some of the cattle he had back in the day. But he was definitely um, um, militant, probably, was the way I'd describe mm. it. it was, we, we were soldiers and he, was, uh, he, he had demands. If you didn't meet them, you, you knew about it. How is the spirit of your group after what we saw on Friday night? Yeah, it's been a tough one, um, you know, trying to deal with getting the best out of the group we've got on the, on the park and then, and then dealing with some of the injuries we've got in COVID. So we're, um, you know, we've got a really tough few games coming up. So that's, it tests our resolve, tests your resilience. So, you know, um, we're all up for the fight and now it's just trying to produce something on game day and look for little wins to start with and, and, and go from there, Hayes. You reviewed the game from the weekend plenty, I'm sure. So I want to look forward to Brisbane on what, Saturday, Sunday? So I've got to get it right here. But I want to move forward to Brisbane. Yeah. You, you spoke about some of those smaller wins you want to get within the playing group. Is this upcoming next few days all about you guys and very marginally about Brisbane? I would imagine you just want to see improvement from within. Yeah, we do. Um, look, unfortunately, it, it looks like we're going to have uh, up to 21 players unavailable this week. So... Shouldn't laugh, should I? But, um, you know, we're going to have to probably draw upon a couple of waffle players uh, to play. And, um, 
you know, so the challenge of trying to get the group together and actually improve on last week, you know, just probably magnifies a little bit more. So the small wins, I suppose, is, you know, can, can we be tough and hard in the contest? Can we keep up in work rate? Um, can we put a bit of scoreboard pressure on? And I suppose the main thing for us is supply. If we, can we give a bit more supply for our forwards um, and, then, and then try and lock it in there? If you, if you wouldn't laugh about it, you'd cry. So I'm glad you can see that's that's incredible. But you are, you're in the middle of it. You're still going through it. But there have been some victories and some special moments. In particular, JK, that milestone, I don't want to say it got lost amongst the loss itself, but it's just an incredible achievement for one of the all-time greats, both on and off the field. When you think of Josh Kennedy, what does it mean to you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been really fortunate to coach some of these guys, you know, for eight or nine years now. And he... Uh, it did get lost in the game, really. I mean, um, to be so much um, down on the scoreboard and to achieve 700 goals. You know, he doesn't play for goals. Well, that's what he tells me anyway. Um, <laughs> but he's a, he's a full forward. So I think um, I think the closer he got, the more special um, it, it was going to be. So to do that and reflecting on his career, I mean, he's got a few games left in him yet, but he's just such a great warrior for us. Um, if we had... You know, 21, 22 players that played like JK would be fine, wouldn't we? So he's a warrior, he's a legacy player, and um, he's very humble as well, as you guys uh, well and truly know. Simo, Andrew Gaff had some comments about the disappointment of the team not really getting around JK at 700. What were your thoughts on that part of the game? Oh, look, I think it's a difficult one. That um, I, didn't, I wasn't uh, unaware of Gaffey's um, comments, but, you know, what do you do when you're 100 points mm. down and a teammate... It's not like you're going to put him on your shoulders. So, I think I think they um, I don't think they were thinking too much about it to be honest. And um, once they realised, and we acknowledged it after the game and, and during the week, but the the spirit amongst the group um, during the week and our prep, you know, I, you know as, as poor as we've been, um, we're trying our best to stay galvanised. And I don't think that's a reflection of what's happening at the moment. Now we know about Witherden, Nelson, Stradnatica, and you mentioned the numbers that you may select from this week. Does that mean there's others that may be unavailable through COVID this week? Um, probably more injuries than, than COVID Hayes. I, I reckon we've probably got four or five, but you know, definitely um, Witherden and um, is the other one. Witherden and um, Nelson are unavailable, um, and then. You know, we've got uh, probably another two or three COVID boys, but they're injured as well. So, yeah, unfortunately, um, that combined with some, some injuries at Waffle, is, um, look, I don't think there'll be a Waffle game, like I said earlier. I think there'll be... Um, we'll try and work through that. We, we won't have a team to, to play. Uh, and then, yeah, like I said, we're going to have to draw upon our, our, um, our listed Waffle players to not just uh, be emergencies. I think we'll have at least one that plays. And he doesn't know it yet, and I don't know who it is, so don't ask. No. <laughs> and then uh, possibly another one who's um, who may be a sub. So um, I tell you what, some ears are pricked up right now. Out. They're like, "Am I getting a call from Simo?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's um, look, it's it's unfortunately it's just where we're at at the moment, and um, you know we're 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 trying our best to, to put a, a, our best foot forward, and we we want to give effort and, and energy and intensity and be competitive. Um, it's just been a challenge. So does that mean we might see a top-up pool player or one from your group? Uh, no, I think the way it works, uh, Hayes, is we've got, um, I think there's 20 players that we drafted across the Waffle competition. And uh, I don't think we're allowed to use our, uh, our Waffle Eagles players. So yeah. uh, I think we've got four. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to draw upon one of the, um, one of the 20. Uh, I think four 
four out of that 20 come from our, our reserve side. Um, but, you know, those some of those guys are, you know, they're amateurs coming in and doing their best. So we've got opportunity to get uh, players from, from the Waffle League and um, we're going to get on the on the phones and see who's in good form. We just spoke to Bill Monaghan. He did have some concerns about the game going ahead. So there you go, Bill. If you're still listening, it looks like it's not going ahead against East Romano. Now, Ruckman, who's going to be the Ruckman this week? Is it Harry Edwards that goes from the back 50? He's probably the only one big enough to carry the Ruck duties at the moment. Yeah, that's been that's been a challenge too. Um, we're we're uh, we, we've had um, you know the uh, the merry-go-round with our ruck division. I mean, Stranatica and Dixon uh, have carried the load for a couple of weeks. Bailey Williams, um, you know, just a slight hamstring, unfortunately. So, and Harry, we tried him at training today, and he kicked two. So he thinks he's going to kick six, <laughs> fifty hit out. So, no, we'll work through that match committee this afternoon. Um, there's no obvious candidate, but uh, we'll, we'll work through it and we'll come up with something. Simo, where do you go with your game plan from now? You've, it's been documented there's been some change and on the weekend. Look, the direction at times looked a bit lost from some of those players. Do you keep being aggressive that hopefully in the long term you improve it or do you try and you know, limit your ball movement so you're not vulnerable to turnovers that are going to give you those bigger defeats like we saw, I guess, in the last three weeks? Yeah. It, it, I mean, I know there's... Probably, I haven't read a lot, to be honest, but I'm assuming there's some criticism on the style of play. It, it's just been really difficult to assess mm. uh, with with what we've got. And, you know, we want to take ground. We want more inside 50s. We want to be direct. And uh, the players on the weekend didn't handle um, some obvious, you know, kicks that were on. And, um, and that just fueled itself. And then it got to a point where... Um, it was really hard to defend the turnovers, so yeah, we're, we're we're working on that. But to be honest, it's been it's been a real challenge to try and get the synergy with the style of play when um, when we're just trying to get some continuity with our players. So yeah, understand the frustration, and it's not there's no excuse for uh, for getting beaten by what we did on the weekend. So we need to try to rectify. Let's look at some of the positives, and that is the form of Greg Clark. He came in, mm. and he looked like he belonged. He got 24 disposals on the wing. You would have been happy with that. Do you think in, in time you'll get more more go as an inside midfielder? <laughs> he might get that chance this week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he might be playing in a few spots, I think, uh, Clarkie. So, he, it, uh, look, there's, there's opportunities there for, for a lot of our players at the moment, and some will grab it. And some won't, and we'll find a lot about our list in the next 12, 13 weeks. And um, we're really pleased that Clarkie came in and, and gave us some energy and effort. Um, he's got a really big tank. He's um, 192 centimetres and 94 kilos, and he can uh, he can play inside and out. So he'll definitely get a look um, in the coming weeks inside. Look, Greg's a great example of obviously mature age draft and, and a concept that Hayes has come up with or he's in agreement with Bill Monaghan, they both spoke about it at depth, is that occasionally there's an 18, a 19-year-old, a 20-year-old even that's ready for the AFL, but more often than not they get drafted, chewed up in the system, one or two years, then they're out. Whereas someone that's 22 to 25, their body's developed, their hunger is there, their skill sets continue to improve. Do you think one of the silver linings out of COVID is seeing some of these older guys being given an opportunity and probably showcasing that maybe we don't need to always draft three, four, five teenagers, but to look at someone a little bit more ready and raring to go, you know, in their 20s? It's a good question. I think the reason why we go for the kids is the upside is there's so much more upside when you draft a 17, 18-year-old and you see potential and you try and grow that talent 
um, when, when you look at mature age, you sort of, you know what they've got. Um, you know, the upside's probably not as high. Um, but, you know, you only got to look at Clark in, and um, I know he's only played one game and he's got a lot of work to do, but obviously he's done it the hard way. Um, we're not expecting him to turn into, um, you know, brand line medalist, but to, to come in and, and be capable of playing AFL, it's a pretty big step up still from Waffle, and you'll see it with, with these Waffle players that fill in. It's, it's a fair jump, um, but that's not to say people can't make it uh, differently than getting drafted. So more, more and more now there's mature age recruits that are, you know, in the rookie draft and, and uh, mid-season draft, you'll see them more and more. So, and with, you know, possibly another AFL team in the next couple of years, it'll, it'll provide even more opportunity, I think. Simo, before we let you go, this from Roy. We'll always believe in you, Coach. How's Oscar Allen travelling? Be nice to have him back. Yeah, it would be have, nice to have him. He ripped pre-season apart, and then obviously he's been in that boot for too long. And and the longer you're in it, the longer it is to mm. to, to get fully fit. So uh, I'm not sure if you guys have had. I think you both might have had lower limb injuries and stages, and and to get. To get back to fully fit, it's probably it's going to be after the bye. Looking at it now, so um, yeah, we've missed him. We've missed him. We've missed the depth. We've missed the opportunity to to drop and promote players. And um, it, what he has become though is a really good leader around the club. So he's getting getting a lot of the good leadership development. The next step is those to bring it on field. Simo, appreciate your time. Some tough times for you and the team at the moment, but good luck against Brisbane this weekend. Cheers, boys. Adam Simpson there fronting up. It's not easy. And I wanted to ask him how many media conferences he's doing at the moment <laughs> because the expectation on all coaches across all sports right now, it's almost like there's one every single day. But doesn't he handle it well? I yeah. honestly think, you know, it's a Wednesday. He's been asked 50 times already about the 100-point loss, yet he does. He shows up, he always answers the phone call, and he gives open and honest opinions. And he can also see the funny side to it because you're right, you can't let it get you down. Otherwise, what do you have to look forward to? you just got to grind it out, stick to your process, believe in yourself, believe in your players, that they can get to another level, which is where that level is. We'll soon find out. But 21, potentially no waffle from the sounds of it. Uh, well, that with, game's with their, off. With right there. I think we just broke it on there. But, oh, it's, it's incredible. Try better barista coffee and play. You know, one in four wins instantly, only at Hungry Jacks. And that was brought to us by Hungry Jacks, as they do every single week. We're grateful for that. Adam Simpson there. But next, it's take it or leave it. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.